Howdy. Howdy. I'm Brooke Collins. And I'm Sienna Kananik. And this is... Nobody Wants to Listen to Your Podcast. The podcast where we take your favorite romance novels seriously. But not too seriously. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the very first episode of the pod. The very first that ever existed. (laughs) And it is. So what's up, Brooke? Um, not much. I am just here. If you hear some rain, that's because I'm having a lovely rainy little afternoon. And it's raining out in Sarn. It's raining out in Sarnia. Sarnia being dogs. It's, it's being. It's cloudy here, but I, I don't got. I haven't got your rain. You know. You're wait. Why do I talk? Why am I talking like I'm on a classic you're, radio that plays doing, the dentist? You're doing like what's the like Trisha Paytas voice? What? What are you talking about? Have you heard the episode? No. (laughs) You heard the segment of her podcast where, like, I think it's like Ethan is like, why do you talk like that? She's like, like, what? We're We're trying to find our podcast voice. So mine is going to be this. Welcome to Nobody Wants to Listen to Your Podcast. I am Brooke. And I'm Sienna. And this is my real voice. (laughs) And this is her real voice. Um, welcome to Nobody Wants to Listen to Your Podcast. You just heard the name. Why do we have the name? Why do we have the name? Okay, well, this is a romance book podcast where we, Brooke Collins and Sienna Kananik, are going to simultaneously elevate the respect of the romance novel while also appreciating the funnicity for which it is. Mm, Does that make sense? Funnicity, yeah. Is oh, that yeah. the thesis? That's our thesis. Um, in this essay, we will prove to the people that we do want to listen to your podcast. If you started a podcast, we'd listen to it. Are you talking to me because you have no choice but to listen to it? Yeah, no, this is true. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, so basically what we're doing is every week we're going to review a romance novel. And we are going to talk about it through by giving it um I don't want to say a professional analysis because we are not professionals even though we have a degree we do have a degree so we're kind of getting to a professional level well I guess we are real world professionals now we're we're young professionals young professionals well we do have a degree okay let's back it up (laughs) <laughs> Let's tell the people who we are before we tell them even more about this pod. Because I feel like our background will make it all make sense. It make really it make will. sense. We met in our first year of university, University of Toronto, Victoria Bleed College. Bleed bloop. Bleed bloop. Bleed bloop. I don't think <laughs> I ever said that in my life. Yeah, I didn't. I always forget that's our mascot because it's really like kind of tragic. Bloop. What um, the fuck is a blue? <laughs> varsity blues. The blue. He's a beaver. Um, but anyway. We met in residence. Very mm-hmm. first day. Like, people first are lying day. when they say you won't stay friends with your orientation friends. Well, we had no choice. We had no choice. <laughs> we were, like, lumped together in residence. Yeah, we weren't roommates, but I felt like I was her third roommate. I would this spend many a nights on her bed. Most of our friends entered into relationships. And so what did Brooke and I spend our time doing? Talking about around- romance novels. <laughs> talking about legit. Talking podcasting we were doing the practice for this very moment we were, we were talking about the romance of our life the romance of the book and we bonded 
over Ooh, many a romance movies, books, and the stupid little moments of the side glance that a boy oh, would give us. The side glance. Of the quick reply. The entire romance. The quick reply. A risky text, if you will. Oh, no. The interactive yeah. polls on a story. The interactive polls on a story. And we'll get into it all on the We'll pod. get into it all. We were and still are absolutely Delu-Lu. And we own it. Delu-Lu. And we do own it. Um, let's list our qualifications. <laughs> yeah, qualifications. So why are we qualified for this moment of this podcast in time that you're listening to? Well, number one, we're women. <laughs> I was just going to tell them what we studied in school. <laughs> Oh. But also, we have degrees. We are women in STEAM, not STEM. Women, women in STEAM. STEAM. Um, technology, engineering, arts, math. Engineering is English, thank you, which is what I. Oh, yeah, sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah. <laughs> art history. Um, okay, sorry. Art, go. art history was the A. I studied English, cinema, thank you, and um, creative expression in society, which is a made up program, but we love to see it. I heard it's creative compression. And that's also what I studied, creative compression. It's about creating under pressure. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so I studied art history, Latin American studies, but also creative expression compressions. And Brooke and I, that was the one area we overlapped in our degree. Um, <clears throat> not many times did we take a class together we because really it is it is a small program. So we had to try actively hard to avoid each other. And we did. We and had we successful just, in that. How many classes did we have together? Two? I want to say two over our four years. Which and like one was on really, Zoom. Yeah, it was a service to the rest of our classmates, I think. Oh, buddy. Well, it was a service to you. The one class <laughs> we had together in person, I literally would not stop talking. We would sit in the front row. And I would talk to her the entire time. And she'd literally be like, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. She's like trying to pay attention. And I'm like, I'm like oh, okay, but anyway, <laughs> wouldn't you date this in the front row? Our I'm like, like Professor involved, Blank looks pretty hot right now. And you're like, please shut up. He's oh, talking my- about his child and wife. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> so that oh class was actually the inspo for this pod. Um, minored in podcasting. Modern, yeah. We actually, part of our program was we would do a lot of reviews on a podcast, alternative literature, not just the Western canon. We would t- review podcasts. We would make a podcast, et cetera, et cetera. Et cetera, et cetera. Um, but also that class in particular, we would review novels and the way that that professor led that class i'm not going to drop names because i don't want to be like i don't want to what's that thing called when you're like saying something wrong about someone you get a charge for it oh i don't know i'm watching um, a lot of suits right now <laughs> not the suits. obviously for rachel and mike obviously <laughs> obviously um, our queen shoot what's it called anyway defamation we don't, defamation <laughs> I'm not trying to get sued for defamation, even though I'm praising him. You never know. Oh, gosh. Um, but he was amazing. And he would analyze we would analyze the text in both an intellectual and fun way. And that's exactly mm-hmm. how we want to lead these discussions on our podcast. Nobody wants to listen to your podcast. It's um, true. Yeah, it is true. Thanks. It's the summer of being a girl. It's the summer of having fun. And we want fun things to be taken seriously, but like not too seriously. We just want to like, this is art, you know, like we're analyzing art out here. Yeah. And it's time it got some goddamn respect and it got some goddamn respect for also being something that can be light, that can be joyous. Yeah. No, hundred percent. I think things that like are there just to offer people like entertainment 
but like still has a lot of value as art. Absolutely. Okay, so we're going to start with something that we want to do weekly on the pod. And that's kind of like a romantic moments of the last week. It's like a bit of a weekly catch up, but like our own little theme. What's what's a romantic moment? How would you define a romantic moment, Sienna? Well, I think often when you hear romantic moment, you're thinking with a love interest. But for Brooke and myself, we decided it doesn't necessarily need to be your partner. It could be a romantic Mm -hmm. moment you have with your friends or your mom or yourself. I think all of those qualify as romantic love. And I think even maybe now more and more romantic novels and novels that we will be covering soon on the pod, um, kind of delve into love as a broad spectrum and not just love as a romantic sexual thing. So we want to talk about any and all romantic moments from our week. Brooke, do you want to start? We love the romance. I would love to start. Um, Mine is, <laughs> it It feels like such a quintessential summer moment, um, which is good for the summer I turned pretty. I went on a little, a little staycation. Is that what they call it? Like a mini <gasps> trip? Yeah. Um, but I went to King Carden, um, which is just like this really cutesy beach town that my friend's from. Yes. Um, and so we went to stay with her for the weekend. Uh, friends of the pod, Command Jade. And so... Uh. I don't know if you've ever seen Aquamarine, like the mermaid yes. movie. Yes, she's my doppelganger. Yeah. Oh, she. You're so Aquamarine. I know. Wow. I know. Okay. I've been that, told. I feel like yeah. that just transforms something about like how it feels. Yes. But <laughs> um, there's this great moment in Aquamarine that Jade and I used to talk about all the time, where they like run and they're holding hands and they jump off the pier together. Yes. Stop. Um, Did you do that? The, the sun was setting in King Carter, and they have this like it's kind of like a boat launch. So it's like this metal, uh-huh. like really long pier kind of thing. And it's like a 15 foot drop. Um, and Kamea was telling us about how it's kind of like a rite of passage, like everyone jumps off of it in the summer. And like the sun was setting and we were like, we need to beat the sunset. So we like <gasps> ran and changed into our bathing suits. And we didn't even have time to stop and think about it. We ran all the way to the <gasps> end. And then Jade was like, okay, three, two, one. And we jumped. And it was just like, wow, okay, movie moment. It was cute. It was cute. So were you the JoJo or the young Emma Roberts? Or were you I Miss Aqua herself? Definitely not Miss Aqua. I feel maybe I'm JoJo, but also I, Emma Roberts appeals to me. I was going to say you're definitely JoJo. Yeah, I feel like I'm JoJo, but honestly, Young Emma Roberts is a bit of like a crybaby, which I like relate to. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like sympathize with her in that film. She is such a crybaby in that film, actually. <laughs> they I literally cry. all are. Yeah. What is that? Like, there are actually like 12 year old girls hanging out with like a 25 year old mermaid. I think, like, if if we ever branch over to films, like, we could do a whole podcast about Aquamarine. Aquamarine. <laughs> can we look up a Sarah book and we can just say... Oh, my gosh. I would love... Okay. What's your romantic moment? Mine was pre-pod. Literally just happened. My boyfriend helping me find um, headphones. For not that. romance. That is 21st century romance. So, I was like, so, Brooke and I have to go record an episode of our pod. And he does a little giggle. And I was like, okay, so you hate women. <laughs> and he was like, no, stop. It's funny. I was like, well, okay, like, why is it funny? And then he was like, well, what are you going to record with? I was like, my computer and my AirPods. And he was like, uh, no, you're not. I was like, what do you mean? He was like, you, that's why I am like talking so close. <laughs> so like, I might as well use the mic. He's like, no, Bluetooth just doesn't cut it. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, no, you need to have like 
um, cord headphone because you have to have the mic close to your mouth for the good sound. So he like looked all over this house because we're house sitting. So he's like looking everywhere to find me cord pods and or cord headphones. And I thought cord pods, like it's like, it's like Kleenex. Like it's actually it's called like the tissue, pad. but I'm like a Kleenex. Like I'll literally be like, where's my AirPods? My mom's are like, those are your cord headphones. But anyway, I feel like that is really love. Like, yes, he, you That's know, cool. maybe thinks this is a silly little hobby of ours, but he still went out of his way. He even said, okay, why don't you just wear my cord headphones? Because, and I'll just be on my lunch break. And if a client calls me, I'll just, I'll talk on speaker. Aww, I was like, he's oh, the pod, friend love. Of he's our techie guy. We'll get him he on. Our he's our producer. Guy. Our producer, our techie. Our we'll make him read something one day. Oh, I'm trying to, the most romantic book he's probably ever read was Hunger Games. <laughs> Which, love triangle. <laughs> Which, another look. We'll do it. Okay. <laughs> we'll do it. Refarter, here we go. We'll go watch the new movie. Um. Yeah, I think that's the most romantic thing of my week. Gorgeous. Um, so, Brooke, I want to go off of what you were just saying. You said it is a summer of being a girl. It is a summer of being fun. And Would you is. say it's also the summer of turning pretty? Uh, it is kind of the summer that I turned pretty, is it not? I hope it is for us. We have We're a waiting. really good app today because this is maybe like the first book we ever talked about as a duo. Yes. Yes. This is actually what originally bonded us. Um, mm-hmm. And I think was also for many people, probably their first introduction into the YA. Sorry, burped mm-hmm. up my Thai food as I was saying that. The YA. <laughs> literally can't speak. I'm burping. The YA romance novel mm-hmm. it's um, definitely one of my first yeah I would say it's my first um who was I was talking to someone about it the other day who was it and I don't remember who but a friend of the pod and <laughs> we have lost and no, of the pod. not my mother and they were talking about how they would also so I used to read it the first time I ever read it was at summer camp I think I was 12 and our mm. counselor would read it out loud to us no on a way. trip. Yes. Life changing. Yes. And I was talking to another girl and she said she used to go to her cottage and her and the other girls at the cottage would read it out loud. So it was like a very, oh. from the get-go, a very communal yeah. experience. Mm-hmm. It was for the girls. It's always been for the girls. And even now, I kind of love to see that resurgence with the TV show. Yes, like, it's reconnecting at, us. Yeah, I was at work the other day and I heard this table of like 14-year-old girls talking about whether they were Team Conrad <gasps> or Team Jeremiah. And I was just like, wow, like I feel like I'm 12 again. Like I'm kind of loving that this is like giving the girls some entertainment again. Well, because it's a re- it's really interesting because I feel like for those of us who grew up with the book when it came out and who were the original fans of the novel we get to re-experience that love of the novel through the release of the series. Mm -hmm. And then you have a whole other generation of people who are maybe watching the show first or their first introduction to the series is coming through the release of the show. And they're also young people. So it's kind of like two, at least two generations coming together once again over this, the love of this book. Yeah, I agree. There's something really interesting happening there. And then also like, I've just been seeing on Goodreads for like the past like five weeks, like the summer I turned pretty is like most read this week, which is so (gasps) funny how that happens with like a book that came out in 2009. And I'm just like, I really want to know, because when I read it, like uh, you have such that weird experience of rereading Uh, a book that you used to love and you're like, oh, 
it has the nostalgia like yeah. it's different than from what you remember like yeah. you were just such a different person when you read it and I'm kind of curious yeah. like how it reads to like a young girl reading it for the first time today well that's just something that I was texting Brooke about this last night that I'm where we reread so okay maybe first we'll say what we're doing with this episode because it is even though it's our first it is what at least we think going to be a unique concept for the mm-hmm. what the rest of um the episodes will look like yeah it's a bit different to start off on but <laughs> yeah. it feels right <laughs> it's we have no choice <laughs> um we're doing this is gonna be a two-parter we think and in the first episode we're going to talk about the first book in the series which is the summer I turned pretty and season one of the summer I turned pretty um Amazon series and compare them contrast them talk about the effect of them both and then same thing with the second episode it'll be it's not summer without you and season two of the summer I turned pretty um whereas normally we'll just be talking about the books yeah yeah 100% this is a bit of a unique episode but I feel like because of where we're at like you just can't talk about the summer I turned pretty book without talking about the tv show and I do think it offers like a much more interesting conversation Mm -hmm. like while I was reading the book I kept thinking of it like in conjecture to the tv show and I was also kind of like if we were just talking about the book I don't know what I would say it'd be a shorter conversation it'd be a simpler conversation for sure but yeah and obviously we're recording this episode when allegedly the season season two has ended but have you heard yeah but have you heard well but we don't want to spoil and also I haven't heard there they apparently there's another episode coming out oh really yeah that's the rumor that's not the finale or like it is the finale but they lied to us about how many yes so this this season it's not a spoiler but this season ends with her playing volleyball right that's the last yeah Oh, yeah, I guess I finished it. Apparently, there's another episode coming out, but we don't know. Interesting. Part two. We'll know. (laughs) We'll we'll know next week. (laughs) This is such a good moment for this. (laughs) So, yes, like I said, we're recording this given that season two is out. So we're going to try with all our little might to only focus on season one and book one. It's going to be tough. But I believe it's going to be tough. Yeah, I think we can do it. Um and yeah we'll compare we'll contrast we'll discuss and see where the conversation takes us um and I feel like it is I mean there's been lots of conversations there's been so much online can I just like rip off the bandage and start by talking about the fight I got in on TikTok (laughs) this is actually what I've been waiting for so like I do think you need to start this way well okay if you're listening to the pod I'm gonna assume you know what the summer I turned pretty is yeah I maybe haven't read the book rundown I mean like the most simple thing is like Belly Conklin 15 years old comes back to the beach house yeah (laughs) that she spent every summer at um with her family friends and it's the summer she's turned pretty the boys are paying attention things are changing right everywhere she goes that's my best attempt (laughs) yeah everywhere she goes heads are turning boobs are growing (laughs) And, and yeah, the four kind of main characters, we have Belly and her brother, Steven, and then the two boys, Jeremiah and Conrad Fisher. And of course there are two mothers. Um, I mean, so when you read the book, what I found really interesting 
is that I feel like the relationship between Susanna and Laurel and also Laurel and Belly is not as strong. Like the woman, the connection of being women and going through young adulthood and motherhood is not as explored in the book because I feel like, and this is like a huge difference between the book and the series. The book comes mostly just from Belly's 15 year old perspective where her mom is just annoying. Her brother is just there to pester her. Mm-hmm. And Susanna is this almighty, gorgeous, fairy princess of a woman. And then <laughs> everyone, I think the writing influences the way that, because it's from Belly's perspective, the way we understand each character is completely. Um, it's one-sided. It's, sure. it's totally one-sided. It's, it yeah. is biased. She's a bit of like almost an unreliable narrator, but I think yes. you're so right. Like it felt, that's what I wrote like, in the opening pages where I was doing my little notes I was like this is literally just Belly's diary and I think that's why it appeals to such a young reader like that is a really popular kind of introductory sort of novel type like just like a diary of a young girl like something you can really relate to but it does have that effect where like time and time again I kept just writing the same thing with different characters like in the book this character is interesting in the tv show they're an actual person you know like they're just so much more complex like they've really like gone into it and I think there's so much to say for like I don't know the book versus the tv show in terms of like expanding like they've taken a lot of liberties but I think they've gotten the heart of why it appealed to such a wide group of young girls and I feel like this is you a bit unique for a book to tv adaptation they almost complement each other mm-hmm. because like when you read the book like you said exactly it does feel like belly's diary you hear her internal dialogue she's like very immature really like there's i have one quote that i put down um like when she's talking about when taylor her best friend comes to visit she's talking about how jealous she is of taylor without actually saying she's jealous yeah, but she has this line where she's like, "I'd be jealous if she picked Jeremiah too because he was my friend, not hers." Like she's mm-hmm. very, she's so petty. Mature. She's very pouty, pouty and naive, and that yes. doesn't come across as much in the show because she's not saying those things out loud. I agree. Like I do think what we forget is that, like in the book, like that's her like innermost dialogue. You know, yeah. like you it's difficult when you're reading a novel like that to separate what she actually does and says from what she's thinking yeah where in the tv show like you get the way she acts but like if if anyone were to put like what they were thinking about scenarios onto a piece of paper they'd probably look like a bit of an idiot or like a whiner or like an awful person you know yeah absolutely and I think that totally influences the way for example Laurel in the book seems very uptight a bit Mm -hmm um in her own world in terms of she almost feels like snobby and that's how it feels to belly but then in the movie or in the tv series she has so much more life in her and she's way more complex Mm -hmm. I love the storyline they've given yeah really like it's interesting because she like again as belly you can see why it's a really difficult relationship like she is really closed off as a mother especially when you put her next to Susanna yeah. who just has a completely different mothering style and who like treats Belly like she is her own daughter 
yeah you can see like how Belly would think that her own mother was so cold but I think they've done such a good job of giving Laurel her own plot line yep and Steven too I think Steven is one who oh he shines yeah he is my freaking favorite in, in the, the show. Team, but, and but in the book he's nothing he's, he's just not, he leaves I totally yeah. forgot that in book one he goes to some time with his dad that's yeah, another he's one in book one no, he leaves. Yeah, and it's just her, Jeremiah, and Conrad. And then that's mm-hmm. another one is her, the relationship with her dad. She seems to like her dad and is much less pouty about the divorce in the show versus in the book. Like, she doesn't yeah. call her dad in the book. She pretends she tells her mom she's been calling him. She doesn't even want to talk to him. Yeah. No, she's, I like, agree. embarrassed of her dad in the book, mm-hmm. which is really interesting. Like, there's no girlfriend in the book. There's such a suggestion that he that oh may... that he did yeah date a PhD student and then the girlfriend shows up and she's much younger in the show yeah yes interesting turning point we have and so then, much to talk about I know I'm like where do we start Let's... where do we start I think you should give us our your TikTok fight I mean okay. the inevitable we have the love triangle to talk about which of course we're going to talk about but it's also difficult because like I think there's more to the love triangle in this book and I so... think People only talk about the love triangle. Yes, but I do think we obviously have to start about it. But I think one thing that's really interesting about the love triangle and the way it's being digested by society today. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, since day one, I remember reading this at summer camp, like I said, and some of us were team Jeremiah and some of us were team Conrad. Like it's it's part yeah. of the book. It's, it is. They, you know, they leave you choosing sides on purpose. Mm-hmm. But because of this like new age introduction to the series you have a love triangle with almost like two layers you have the girls who are team so and so because they read the book as a girl and then Mm -hmm. you have the girls or the viewers who are team so and so because they've only watched the series Mm -hmm. and I feel like going back to that discussion of the characters being so different in the show and the books because of the way belly understands them it really alters the way that we view jeremiah and conrad um Mm. like when i was reading the book as a young girl i was team jeremiah (laughs) she's like embarrassed to say it she's like coming out as team jeremiah (laughs) but i was too so many people are like cancel i'm turning off the app i'm leaving (laughs) Shut down. I don't think I've ever talked to someone in real life who's Team Jeremiah. But back in the day, like, Jeremiah was a popular choice. That's what I feel like an old woman right now, but I'm like, you guys need to understand. In 2010, (laughs) it was a respectable decision. It was a respectable decision because Jeremiah was the boy next door. Like, Jeremiah was like a great friend like it was a friend to lovers it was pure it was wholesome like he was next to her that's what we wanted a nice boy so like even rereading the book I was like so I hate Conrad I know the worst in the book I would never choose Conrad in in book one there was no connection between them that she like the only reason why Belly seems to have a crush on Conrad is because she's always had a crush on Conrad and she yeah. just talks about memories, but even in the memories, he's quite flawed. Mm-hmm. And it's almost, I, and I remember 
telling people this, like, but she's missing Jeremiah. Jeremiah is right beside her and yeah. she's overlooking this man because mm-hmm. she can't let go of the nostalgia. And now we have all been there. <laughs> that oh, is yeah. why this book is, is, uh, is familiar and agreeable because mm-hmm. we all know what it's like to just hang on to a crush for the sake of nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Especially when you see them, I think there's something to be said for like, she says this like she doesn't know what they look like in the winter like they are only associated mm-hmm. in her head with this perfect pocket of time mm-hmm. where it's sunny and there's no school and their parents aren't stressed and the dads that both offer this sort of like tension in their household aren't there so like the fisher boys in her head are like perfect because like they're always there in her perfect summer memories like she measures her life by these summers and, like the winters is where like the stresses of family and like the parents divorce mm. and like her like just like being so uncomfortable with herself like that's where that all happens you know so like Conrad is like he kind of stands in in the books I'd say as this mm-hmm. like perfect ordeal of what summer and her life could be you're so right about that I don't think I ever thought of it that way and I feel like for my own self like I have definitely been through that like I think connecting my feelings to someone as a way to kind of embody a place like mm-hmm. my feelings and love for an entire place are almost too and memory in my mind are almost too abstract and large but to put all of those feelings and ideas and memories into one person seems more attainable and I feel like in the book that's almost what she does. And I feel like Jeremiah is just so, because he's so close with her, he's so kind to her and there for her. He's almost, he's too real to be able to put all of these abstract, confusing, massive ideas into, whereas Conrad is so, he is at a distance where she can kind of make up in her mind what he is. And that made up story in her mind really is the reflection of how she feels about this place. It's true. It's classic to like, this is why Belly Conklin, I feel I am like, she's a classic Delulu girl. Like she's so Delulu. (laughs) She's so us. Like I know for a fact when she goes to bed, she pictures like her and Conrad in like Hawaii, but she like, is like, don't skip to the good part, Belly. She like yeah. can't fall asleep. She's like, <laughs> she's like, no, we need to like. She skips to the kiss, and then she's like, no, 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 think back. The brush of think hands. Back. Like, yeah, what? <laughs> like, she's hey, I literally. Okay, I don't know about you, but I rarely ever get to the good part when I do my fantasies in my mind. Oh no, I fall asleep because I keep. Well, I I jumped to the good part, but then I'm like, we need to head back. Like I know that I'm gonna kiss them, but we're gonna like we can't actually think about the kiss yet. No, no. Which is why, obviously, we know at the end of book one and season one, she does end up with Conrad. I feel like in the book, that was shocking because he gives her nothing. She has just moments where he'll literally be like, like, there's that one part where he's like, she's reading, he's playing his guitar or something. And then the mom is like, what are you reading? Or she's like, are you liking Emma? This Mm -hmm. only happens in the book, I think. And she's like, yeah, I love it. And Conrad's like, oh, she hasn't even turned a page. And he's like, huh. He I did kind of love that. That's that's <laughs> something that appeals to once again delusional girls. <laughs> because this is something that I would like text you about and be like so in love. So um, he wouldn't put it. He's I, he wouldn't look at me, but I knew he was staring. Yeah, it's the details. And then I think there's also 
you're right it's very subtle like we get almost nothing from him in the book like Mm -hmm. he literally is like the king of giving us nothing in this novel but I think there's a scene he's super drunk after I want to say is it I don't think it's the bonfire I think it's the house party Um, where he gets in the fight the one he gets in the fight yeah and then they're in the car afterwards and he says something and jeremiah opens the door and and like belly's like i feel like he was about to say something oh because he says belly like he's just and it's yeah. in the show too right mm-hmm. in the show it's after the bonfire but in the book it's after kinsey's party yeah which oh, we love kind of like oh, what was he gonna say yeah you know? yeah he might have literally was like because you never know was he gonna say belly turn up the ac or was he gonna say I lo- I love you, but you don't know. Well, you know what's so funny is I watched the um like I watched the first episode, and then I watched Prime just like this like recap of season one, and it's this girl mm-hmm. being like very robotically like, and then Conrad kisses her, and it's like, but she said this four times, and I was like, this is literally the sum of the the entire series. She says, and I quote, he almost opens up to her, but still doesn't. <laughs> And she used that with Conrad to Laurel, Conrad to Susanna, Conrad to <laughs> Belly. It's like, that's actually just the entire series summed up. Conrad summed up. almost opens up to her, but he doesn't. But doesn't. <laughs> which, oh my God, I can't even talk about season two. I was going to say there's that one moment with Aubrey it's, where you're like, oh, buddy. It's it's difficult not to talk about season two. But I know you can't, though. We can't. About season two that I think I'm kind of glad I have watched season two in for the sake of this episode is because did you find yourself surprised in the book when you're like huh it's interesting how many little moments from the first book they've put into mm-hmm. season two mm-hmm. yep absolutely absolutely um but I feel like I can't even I don't even want to say them because I feel I like know. That's something can't, I know but I what's one that's like I think literally the first five pages they're singing free fallen by Tom Petty and I was like this is why I mean my first sentence won't sound like this is my opinion but I'm like why would they do that but then I'm like that's why I think it's such a smart adaptation because they take their time and they, they do pick take their time and to choose the pick and choose the memories like that's mm-hmm. the other thing too is a lot of it is memory based like the junior mint memory that's in season two but that's in book one yeah stuff like, I, I think like it's not even huge points it's almost always small details or I think that there's also talk about a day when Belly was sick and Jeremiah stayed home mm. with her. Mm-hmm. It's memories. And I think I always say this about adaptation is I think a lot of failed adaptations failed in the sense that the readers don't like the like TV show or movie mm-hmm. is because they don't understand what parts of the book that the readers like because mm. they just take the main plot points. But they miss, yeah. like, these tiny details that make the characters and, like, kind of, like, yearn for. Like, you, you kind of, like, get a lot from, like, the small things. And I think The Summer I Turned Pretty gets that. But also things that are iconically the book. Exactly. Like, the yeah. book is not iconic because it's Jeremiah Conrad Belly. Because there's so many summer romance books about love triangles. Oh, The book is yeah. iconic because of the little moments, like, her yeah. sipping candy straws to drink her her pop like that the Twizzlers, is yeah the twizzler straws which you then see in season two um exactly, Susanna yeah. drinks her which is obviously not something we get in the book because mm-hmm. the book belly's not there for Susanna's cancer treatment but in season two you see that she drinks her like health smoothies out of a twizzler which is like a nice mm. moment of like oh now we realize who taught belly that like it's like a nice yeah. little detail the yeah. details 
Okay, I'm, um, I'm like, just like, I, I can't take the tension anymore. Tell me about your TikTok fight. <laughs> We've been smart <laughs> enough. <laughs> I'm pulling up receipts. Hey, so basically, some girl posted a TikTok. And I hope these people didn't delete. Oh, not here. Like I'm not going to say this person's name. Okay, but I'll read you the TikTok. I'll read you the TikTok. And it's like a TikTok where it says, why are you team Jeremiah? And then it's like a bunch of quotes from Conrad being like a dick. And he's like, grow up belly. I don't want you. Go look at yourself in the mirror some more. I forgot the corsage. I knew it was a bad idea. Started something with you. And then it's like contrast to Jeremiah's quotes being like, I'll always come and get you belly. I just want you to be happy. Only two people get me. My mom and belly. Like <laughs> shit like that. Obviously, you know, this person is a team Jeremiah. So then I was like going through the comments because I'm obviously team Conrad. And, Obviously. um, you know, I was like going to, I'm seeing what they're saying. And this person commented, everyone that is team Conrad literally has three reasons for being team Conrad. Um, one, Jared cheated, which he didn't. Two, which he didn't, this person says. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Two, they think Conrad is going through a lot and they like how he treats Belly. Three, they just want to root for the love. Um, what? This is so confusing. Um, they just want to root for the love, but it is revealing how common and easy. Oh, wait, where am I? They just want to root for the um, hold on. <laughs> Sorry. Cause I'm like, it's like a replying thread. So I'm like, mine are coming here. They just want to root for the, I don't even know. But anyway, then I literally said, okay, like I never start fights on TikTok. Like my one friend, Amy, hilarious. No, I know this is like a 14 year old too. And I'm a 22 year old <laughs> adult woman. He's like, what are you saying? I, I have my friend, Amy will literally friend of the pod she'll literally start fights on tiktok by just commenting down with the bourgeoisie <laughs> and she'll get like a million likes whereas like mine is literally like what are you talking mine goes I that this is where your line like this is your line this summer i turned pretty beef i said babes <laughs> <laughs> babe please enlighten me as to how jeremiah is not toxic He's also m- manipulative the whole time. So is that all you said? Hold on. Then I said, um, I said, oh, and Jeremiah also does cheat. And then this person was like talking about how like toxic, like then they started going on about how toxic um, the love is with Conrad, which is something I actually want to discuss with you because I feel like this is really interesting. And you and I were kind of briefly discussing this last night. Mm-hmm. Um, I said, I agree that the love is toxic, but I think a part of the book is to reveal how common and easy it is, um, to come across toxic love at belly's age, especially when you have the pressure of the familial connections. And then this person just goes on being like, he doesn't cheat. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> now I'm just being petty, but then they start going on with what else did they say? I read the books and I want to know what you were reading and watching because the only one being manipulative is Conrad. And, and then she, oh my God. Then this person says this, this is what's crazy. And this is a little bit of a season two. She had to put in the fireplace scene in there because they have no chemistry. 
Ooh, that's a hot Which take. We'll talk about next week, I think. But I briefly think that the fireplace scene is always there. Mm-hmm. We just were not provided with the details of a sex scene in a YA novel. But yeah, there's true. It's alluded to when they go to the house in the winter. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I rest my case. I don't actually care what this person had to say. Their team Jeremiah, whatever. I was heated. I was bored. <laughs> it was midnight. Anyway. I'm so obsessed with you entering this battle on TikTok. First, what? They literally, I commented two things though, and they came out with like 10 different things. <laughs> and I was like, oh God. And then, and then you're I like, I regret this. I'm like, you're right. <laughs> But no, I that would be like, me. I'd be like, I'm an idiot. I'm sorry. Like, you're right. You're so right. Jeremiah is the best. Because <laughs> I think we need to talk about this, that in the book, I stand by the fact that I think Jeremiah is amazing in the book. Obviously, by mm-hmm. the time we get to book three, he has some flaws, including cheating on her, even though they were kind of on a break, but they weren't on a break. Spoiler. But um, in, <laughs> in season one and book one, in book one, he's amazing. There's really not many flaws. He's just the kind best friend of Belly, who you mm-hmm. almost are like, I you're, I feel bad for this guy. Like, he is just so kind to her because he's always been. He's not kind to her because he wants her to fall in love with him. He's just a kind person. Yeah. Whereas in the book or in the TV series, and I think, once again, this goes back to the idea that where man- the viewer, she is kind of a false narrator, narrator in the book because she almost doesn't realize in the series the whole time that she's being manipulated by him. By Jeremiah. By Jeremiah, not by Conrad. She's be- you, <laughs> well, I mean, it comes up more in season two and we'll talk about it more next week, but I think the first time it really becomes clear in season one is the firework scene. Mm. You, so really, she almost- you really loved her. the firework scene was your breaking point. Oh, I was like, so I hate Jeremiah. Mm-hmm. literally texting all my camp girls I'm like remember 10 years ago <laughs> when I used to fight tooth and nail <laughs> I've changed <laughs> I've changed guys I see what you saw I um, see what you saw. because so in the book okay let me back it up in the book you think that Jeremiah is just a really nice guy who's really nice to Belly because he's always been but in mm-hmm. the tv series you realize that Belly is kind of being manipulated by him again this comes out more in season two where that whole nice guy act she's falling for the nice guy act and in reality he is listening to how much his brother is in love with belly and he doesn't care he still goes for belly he's the Mm -hmm. one causing the drama he throws the firework at his brother and the girl he supposedly loves when they're Mm -hmm. trying to kiss like he's doing all these little things where he's trying to just be nice to her to make her seem to make her fall in love with him but he has a he has an agenda is what Mm -hmm. i'm trying to say he does have an agenda I mean it's interesting to think about because who could really say like in the books it does feel like that's just like the natural progression like why wouldn't he love Belly you know they're friends and he clearly thinks really highly of her but then in the tv show and we've talked about this and I, I honestly don't know the answer but I think it's so interesting is like does he like Belly or has he always wanted what Conrad has like uh. I understand like I feel like he's a little sibling like I have little sibling syndrome like I get it mm-hmm. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I can't imagine I mean I'm a little sister of a big brother <laughs> but, um, I can't imagine being the little brother of a big brother because there's like this like toxic masculinity like competition like you see that with football you see that with their mm. father 
you see that with girls like even with him like kind of wanting to drink and be a bit like whatever like Jeremiah is like this like sunshine child like everyone loves Jeremiah but you Mm -hmm. see from the beginning he just wants to be like Conrad or like better Mm -hmm. than Conrad and he wants what Conrad wants which is so interesting because there's that one quote where Belly is describing how she thinks about Conrad and Jeremiah in school and mm-hmm. how she's like con or Jeremiah probably has way more friends. Jeremiah, yeah. all the girls probably love Jeremiah. Mm-hmm. Conrad is like this dark figure. You even see it when Taylor comes. Sure. She likes Conrad at first, but it's Jeremiah. She ultimately goes for. So mm-hmm. it's really interesting how, if Belly is being manipulated by Jeremiah, how she just sees him as a really likable, good person, but how she still loves Conrad, no matter what his flaws are. Mm-hmm. And and that she thinks he is the less likable choice. Whereas you have Jeremiah who thinks everything that Conrad does, he touches, he, everything he touches turns to gold. He wants to be Conrad. He wants everything that Conrad has. So it's really interesting about how you see how each character sees each other and how that influences the way they interact with each other as well. Yeah, it's also something that I'm interested in. And like, I feel like this is never talked about is like, Belly has this huge pressure on Susanna to like Conrad mm-hmm. and do like, you feel like we should almost talk about that next week with season two I think that might hit more with season two because, because there's, there's a lot of that comes out there's a lot of that it, it comes out even later which is interesting like all things considered with the letters yeah and the letters oh it's so easy to spoil but we're, I know we're, we're saying we're we'll saying put that first because I was like what else do we talk about next week I think the Susanna one is a huge one for next week That's I think true. one think maybe more that we can talk about today is like okay the toxicity of it because yeah I'm like fighting this person on TikTok and I'm like Conrad is the one not Jeremiah (laughs) truth be told it is a very toxic relationship between Belly and Conrad between Belly and Conrad and then I think maybe next week we can talk about it more between Belly and Jeremiah like I think in the books it's in Mm -hmm. particular in particular in the books it's more toxic between belly and conrad i yeah i just i don't see in the books the conrad that i think what everyone loves about conrad is that he is a bit of this bad boy trope like to the extent that i remember when i was younger and i was reading i was like he's scary like belly why would you go after this she describes him as dark 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 (laughs) yeah no what does she say to him she says to taylor this one word i thought that was like so hilarious is she i think she calls him like um disturbed He's disturbed and then Taylor's like disturbed and she's like okay we're not okay, disturbed maybe not disturbed <laughs> which I was like that's a, so hilarious because that feels so real I would tell one of my friends like you know you're just being dramatic yeah. and you're like no you don't get it he's evil like I think something's wrong with his psyche we literally like talk about you know no, who so in his us. suit it's so us to say disturbed someone is disturbed disturbed literally like <laughs> you know who I'm talking about like you and I said okay like I'm not gonna name names and like he'll never know because he doesn't know that I did this because you can't tell but I one of the guys that one time Brooke was talking to he was like being disturbed and awful and I literally reported him on Instagram <laughs> what did I report him for <laughs> pretending pretending to be someone else <laughs> <laughs> Taylor would do that for belly like Taylor would okay I talk so- about Taylor I think that's a season we talk about that episode with season two connection to book one like I think we talk about that next week it's because because I I kept thinking of this question when I was reading the book and watching season one and it's like is Belly a girl's girl yes 
we and don't I know. Yes, but I think so many people would say would no. say no. And then and in I the think book, that debate is more contentious with season two. Yeah, and she's so she's just so jealous of Taylor. Like it just kind of makes me like it, it. It's kind of like it does paint her in a bad light. But I think it's also like they're fifteen. Like to be jealous of your best friend at fifteen is just that's, that's everyone does it. Passage, Everyone's you know like I'm Taylor's jealous of Belly. Like it's just yeah. Yeah, no, Taylor's, you can tell 100% Taylor is jealous of Belly and how she has these two, like, golden boys that she goes off with every summer. Yeah. She just, she just, like, feels so left behind from her, and she kind of, like, overcompensates in that way. But obviously, it's so different. I mean, in season one, they have a lot more tension. Like, mm-hmm. you know, she comes, they have the volleyball tournament, which doesn't happen in the book, but in the show, they have the volleyball tournament. And then, yeah, they get in a fight, which happens in the book as well. but season mm-hmm. two is when you really see a whole new side to Taylor yeah that isn't no, explored 100%. in the books at all yeah it, it's Which another case of false narration I think it's another case of like just like these I don't want to call them flat in the book because I think you're right the mm. reason why they're flat is because they're at the end of the day Belly is a 15 year old girl and so a symptom of that is that everyone else in your life is like a supporting character to you do you know what I yes, mean yes yes she is the main character mm-hmm. she does she suffers from main character. main character disease and so do I and don't we all especially 15 don't we oh all? yeah I wanna I want to be brave um <laughs> who, who here is team Cam Cameron because <laughs> the fuck I kind of love him and I think reading the book I was like <laughs> he's so funny like I don't think him and Belly are meant for each other by no. means, but like what an icon he's just this goofy little guy like he is so that is the okay that he is the character who suffers the most from Belly's main character disease because <laughs> in the book her, I was like and, yeah no go ahead in like he just like he likes her in such a genuine wholesome way and he knows she's in love with like potentially two other guys and but then also in the book I was like this stunning gorgeous hot man Cam Cameron mm-hmm. he's stunning where no one out like the boys are just making fun of him because they're jealous yeah no. in the show he's a goof <laughs> They did kind of do Cam Cameron dirty. But I think that's the point is because in the book, you're like, oh my God, Belly's into this hot ass man because she like wants him to be a hot ass man. And then you see Mm -hmm. the show and you're like, oh, you know, he is the nerd that we should have understood him to be. And I love him more for it. I do love him. I And you know what? I forgot something that is so hilarious to me is that his name is not Cam Cameron. Jeremiah makes his oh, yeah. name Cam Cameron, Cameron because he's like nervous and he's like what's your name and he's like Cam uh Cameron and he's like yeah. Cam Cameron's a weird name in front of everyone yeah no but he's literally like no one can hate on him obviously he's not right for belly but no one could say a single bad thing about that boy but people do <laughs> like, what Cam- I've seen so much Cam Cameron slander and I'm like, okay, listen, he might not be right for Belly. Uh, more accurately, I think Belly is not right for him. I think yes. he deserves better. He, Belly needs him, <laughs> but he does not need her drop. No, and he's just like so wholesome, like this whole thing. Also, I think I love the whole part about him, I, again, just because it appeals to like, you're like, oh, I wish that would happen to me. 
when he's like, I saw you at the Latin conference. No, and I, I've been in love with you for years. Brock. <laughs> like, he, they met at a Latin conference. Mm-hmm. Like, he's a nerd. Hey, the Latin <laughs> thing really gets me down bad. It's hilarious. Like, it's actually just hilarious. No, literally, like, it was when I for- I totally forgot. And then I was like, oh my God, he is such a nerd. And I was like, why is she going for him? And then I was like, oh. I'm and not this idea. Names, but thinking back to, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but also he, this idea that he liked her before she quote unquote became pretty. I, so I think that's that interesting. Is, and the contrast to, and I think it's like such a stepping stone that she goes from this like nerdy boy Mm-hmm. to these instead like hot popular men and they're like both all three are attainable for her yeah and it's that like contrast of like leaving her past in the past and being true to herself or like becoming this new pretty version that everyone in particular Susanna and Taylor are putting pressure mm-hmm. on her to be like Susanna keeps saying that you're so lovely now you've always been lovely but oh my god you shine and something like that Taylor's mm-hmm. like clearly so jealous of the way that Belly's becoming like hotter and guys are giving her more attention and it's like this pressure on her to fulfill even the jealous expectations of her best friend no hundred percent and I just think at the end of the day like I know we all hate on belly but like she gets bitches like <laughs> belly gets literally insane. every man and cousin like no, I'm good for fucking her like That's dry dropping other, like but that's the thing that I was talking about with this person I was fighting on tiktok because my TikTok's literally going to get banned. My, like, anonymous <laughs> username is going to be banned after this. But the thing, yeah, the thing I was talking about is, like, at that age, the delusional, like, the ability to be so delusional mm-hmm. and to let those people you have feelings for treat you like complete and utter shit, in mm-hmm. particular when you're getting attention from guys or or love interests for the first time in your life, is so common I think in particular to the girl experience like the young like the transition from like 13 to 15 where like at 13 you were always into guys but they never liked you back and Mm -hmm. you know maybe you had more maturity than the guys but you know whatever you didn't have the boobs they were going for the girl with the boobs whatever Mm -hmm. and then you you know around 15 16 all of a sudden you get kind of hot people are giving you attention and you're like okay fuck I'm gonna go sicko mode and like no one can stand in my way I'm gonna get all the the bitches I want you know what mm-hmm. I mean and let them treat me like shit because it's very confusing to have that like hot and cold dynamic that is so common in young love mm. and I think that's what we keep saying like I feel like that's what we keep coming back to in like <laughs> the many conversations we have had about the summer I turned pretty <laughs> is that <laughs> I think something that's kind of beautiful <laughs> this is I'm like really like the summer I turned pretty dark I'm like something that I think is kind of beautiful and just like you have to just like take the whole series with a grain of salt is that like she is young she is immature and like should these two boys like it's tough because a love triangle with two brothers who really need each other while their mom is going through mm. like undergoing cancer treatment like it's almost like on paper, like maybe despicable. You know what I mean? And you yeah. want to say like, Belly, why are you getting in between these two guys who just need each other? Like they are their only family yep. that they really have left and they like really need to support each other. But at the same time, like 
it's not her. Like Conrad and Jeremiah both like her and they're both feuding and they're kind of putting her in the middle of this. And she's making mistakes too. But at the same time, I think there's two things. It's like, it seems that at the end of it all, like they really do value their friendships with each other more Mm -hmm. than the romance. Mm -hmm. And yet I also think like, it's just difficult to blame any of them, even though they are all acting so immaturely because it is like this first love, first, like they're dealing with not only first love, but also like their first tragedy, you know, like their mom is dying and this person that Belly sees as a mom is dying and they just like are acting out. I mean, it literally for me feels so relevant to like when my grandfather passed away and again, mm-hmm. no names, no names. <laughs> We're not getting a defamation suit. Um, but yeah, like I think the people I was choosing to rely on in particular, like love interests at the time and how I was letting them. Bless you. Jordan sneezing. I thought he was yelling. <laughs> I said love interest. He's like, I know he was sneezing. Uh, in particular, who I like, chose to grieve with because my heart was like so broken with the death of my grandfather and how like in that such intense vulnerability who was I reaching for yeah guys who were treating me like absolute garbage but who like you know I couldn't stop from connecting with because I was trying to find any semblance of love that I could find you know and I feel like that's so like we have to remember that these are literally just vulnerable kids yeah at the end of the day, like, people don't make sense. Like, they make silly decisions, and they also, like, they want what they want, and, like, awful things happening both in the world and in your own personal life, like, aren't gonna stop you from, like, having a crush, or aren't gonna stop you from, like, having friend drama, and I think, like, that's, like, kind of, like, what I love about this. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Okay, I feel like my notes are all done. I've just also been typing out a few things that we can discuss next week like we have some yeah. good topics um that's, that's our that's our part one not too many hot takes we just we we got into it a little bit we'll get into the meat yeah <laughs> the meat next week should we do our wrap-up segment mm-hmm. do we have our a song? song i mean like so every week we want to say you know is there a song for this book and obviously given that this is an adaptation you know there's a lot of songs that we could that we've probably been influenced by because there's so many Taylor Swift songs in this show. This show, I was gonna bring that up. Like this show is for the Swifties. Like they understand their audience to a T. It's crazy. Um, also, like whose budget is paying for Phoebe Bridgers, Taylor mm-hmm. Swift, Olivia Rodrigo? Like they literally payment ballas on this shit. Like they <laughs> Jeff Bezos <laughs> budget. That's the answer. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Bezos is a Swifty. You heard he it is. here. You heard it. You would first. never kick her off X. Is that not what Twitter's called now? Wait, does Jeff Bezos run Twitter? Yeah, he does. No, Elon Musk. R. Jeff Bezos has Amazon. Arr. I always get confused. I always think it's the same person. And I know Mark Zuckerberg is his own guy, but I always think. <laughs> I would hope. Anyway, so like I do just want to say August because it literally is this book, August by Taylor Swift. Like I was going to yeah. try to be deep and be like beyond Taylor Swift. Who, no, it is this book. Mm-hmm. Honorable mention you had to. You had to say August. Yeah. What about you? Is that, that's your song? 
Mine is August. Yeah, like August. I, I'm not trying no, to be it's, deep. It's but it's just there, and you know how could you deny truth? In yeah, exactly. Like salt air, the rust on your door. Like she never needed anything more. No, um, there's a lot of Taylor the songs. Mm-hmm. There's a lot, and Taylor really like. I think Taylor will come a lot, come up a lot in our pod because she does have a song for every single type of romantic every situation. Every single type of romantic, exactly. Which is why she has so many fans um because everyone finds themselves in taylor but my and if you song, don't you're lying if you don't you're lying um and i just don't care but my song <laughs> is family friend by the vaccine are you familiar no but you don't even have to tell me what it's about because it's literally called <laughs> but it's also I, i've loved this song for quite a while and when i was just kind of looking through my favorites to see if there was one maybe that it's such a bittersweet like it's that moment I used to have this on vinyl um when I was like in high school and I would play it on vinyl and it's the moment where it kind of calms down and it's about like summer ending and not wanting to say goodbye to a family friend um and it's like so mellow and it's just like uh it's so I need to write it down I need to go listen to this I'll text it to you you really need to listen because I just was listening to it and I was like wow this is belly especially because this is the summer where she's kind of like scared it's her last it really like it it's uh wow okay well I'm excited to listen I'm excited to listen to August for the hundredth time after this for the (laughs) hundredth Jordan was literally singing earlier um I know I know I'm dating a Swifty thank god he won't say he is but thank god thanks god he did get the code the pre-code all right let's not talk about that it was traumatic um (laughs) thank you everyone for tuning into our very first podcast if you got this far like we're actually just so impressed and and full of love (laughs) and honor and respect for you if if you got this far let us know in person because that's the only way you would have gotten this far (laughs) because you know us should we have a launch party? Should we? But in Scotland, party? I'll come out. Perfect, perfect. Yeah, you, the next time you see this pod, are you we're probably gonna not going to be in Scotland? But I might be in the UK. This is becoming an international pod. I don't know if we mentioned that, but it is. It's keeping us connected as we do our masters. We'll discuss that more next mm-hmm. week. I think we will. Yeah, because I think that that definitely is applicable. Okay. Well. Should I leave or should you stop recording? Like, I'm scared. I'll stop recording. I think that's probably the best bet, don't you think? I guess. I think. I don't know. <laughs>